All right, folks, we are back on a Sunday. I'm Jake Ellenbogen, and this is Ram's Edge, episode 15. Already a 15, but we're doing a, a Q&A tonight. I don't know how many people will get. I never know how many people will get. Um, I would imagine this thing is really going to take off when the Rams start playing games, but I do see Ricky in here, so I'm going to invite you, uh, Ricky, if you would like to call in. I'm taking questions tonight and doing a full-on Q&A because, man, we could talk about a lot of different things with the Rams, but um, just recorded a a Downtown Rams podcast, episode 453, with my co-host Alexis Kraft, so I feel like I'm pretty ready to go. I've already talked, uh, I've already recorded a podcast um, that is now on the, uh, the channel in regards to the Rams, so if anyone has any questions... I'm going to just invite you guys to speak, and uh, whoever wants to do that can do that. Um, You know, as of right now, you know, stuff that's going on among the Rams, you have the Donald extension, obviously, you have the Cup extension, you have Allen Robinson and his, you know, trying to uh, learn the offense and potential his emergence, Um, you know, and lately... <clears throat> Alan Robinson, somebody I, I kind of want to highlight, you know, every time I talk about the Rams, it's like, that's the guy I really want to highlight because when you think about what he can do, um, just have 1500 yards with Blake Bortles. And now, you know, he comes to the Rams and he's going to have Matthew Stafford at quarterback. Uh, it's incredible, honestly. Um, it's a, a massive upgrade. And, you know, when you really think about it, it's not just, you know, it's not just an upgrade. I mean, like, we're talking about a guy who last year, whether he should have been or not, you could have argued, you know, Allen Robinson was a little checked out. Um, barely had over 400 yards, wasn't fully healthy. I believe he might have battled with COVID. A lot of different stuff, right? Um, but seeing him, you know, the, the last few years and seeing what he's done. Obviously, I'm going to give this guy the benefit of the doubt because, <clears throat> you know, you look at Justin Fields and, I mean, I don't think Justin Fields played horribly, but now you have Matthew Stafford. He's already done this with Bortles. He's done this with, you know, Foles and Trubisky. I mean, I'm very, very high on the, you know, the presence of Allen Robinson, the potential and what I think he might offer uh, to this, you know, to this offense, um, I'll go as far as to say, if you haven't really followed me on other mediums, I think he's 100%. If I were to bet on anybody out of any receiver to lead the league in receiving, it is Allen Robinson. And, you know, coming into this year <clears throat> with Cooper Cup and everything that he's been going through, you know, Going over 2,400 yards, 22 touchdowns. I think going into this upcoming season, he's going to be the focal point. And I think defenses are going to really focus in on him. And so for that reason, I think it's going to really help out A-Rod, so to speak. What's up, Ricky? Welcome to the show. What's going on? Uh, I know we're the only two in here, but it's another wonderful day. (laughs) <laughs> yes, it is. And I appreciate you as always supporting. 
me and my shows. I say shows because you show up on my MCU one as well. So I really do appreciate that. Um, so do you Question. have any uh, questions what for ha- me or should I question you, Ricky? What happened last Friday? Um, when they supposed to be a show or did I miss one? Um, I thought we had a show. I can't even remember. I know we had a show this Friday. No, we had a show this Wednesday, I think. We missed it Friday. So Okay, I had to work over the weekend, and I I run YouTube dry when when I'm at work over the night. So I look forward to these shows. (laughs) I I hear you. I hear you. I try to... Try to keep up with your YouTube viewing, and I, I think even you got me beat on that one. Man. But, um, let's see. I don't have too much knowledge on the Rams. Like, I just try to keep up with what's going on. That's the reason why I'm just a a, a great listener. So the questions yeah. you have for me, I got to be on the level of – I'm just a fan that enjoys watching the game. I'm not deep into the stats like you and several other ones. I got you. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's no harm in that. I I think that's that's cool though. It, it you know you're consuming all this content, and so you know I think that uh, no, I mean, and, and you know the the thing is, I mean, <clears throat> I always have to remind myself because you know I'm obsessed. Like I'm not even going to hide it. I'm absolutely obsessed with just, you know, consuming info. And I mean, I'll tell you right now, Ricky, in my free time, whether it's, you know, the Rams or whatever, like I'm probably on pro football reference or like, I'm just like looking at stats and trying to expand my knowledge, you know? And so it's just something that I'm obsessed with. And it's honestly, sometimes you forget, you know, when you're so obsessed with something, you forget that even the people that do like it, they're not as diehard as, as you are as far as the the level of, like you said, the stats and things like that. So um, I, I agree. I, I, I totally agree with you. The whole stats and all that, I, I cannot dive into that. I can't go that deep. But as a to- topic, that uh, everybody's been talking about since uh, Cooper Cup got his ex- – is it an extension or is it just a new contract he got? Um, It's an extension. It's a three-year extension. Okay. Since he got that money, then everybody talks about Allen Robinson being there. Is he going to get to do the triple crown? Is he going to be worth it again? I'm going to say he's not going to put up those same numbers. But he is going to be worth it because we have so many options to feed this year. It's it's ridiculous. And, like, over the last show of the Cooper Cup, I wanted to ask y'all, it's like, how, how do you think we're going to spread this ball around? Like, who's going to be starting? Who's going to get rotated in? And who's not going to get rotated off? Well, that's a great question because when you have – all of those talented players. And, I mean, we're talking second-year guy, Van Jefferson, was 200 yards away from going over 1,000 yards, right? So, you know he can play. And then Cooper Cup has the greatest season in wide receiver history. And, really, the only one who was trending downwards heading into this year was 
Allen Robinson because he only had 400-something receiving yards. But now he's with the Rams, and he's got a track record of massive success with not a lot around him as far as talent. So that big three right there is nuts. Then you talk about the potential of bringing back OBJ and then having Tutu Atwell and you know Jacob Harris and then Ben Skoranek. I mean, those are three you know, rookies that, you know, they, they like, I mean, Ben Skoranek is the only one of the three that's really gotten an opportunity on the offensive side. So it's certainly intriguing. Like, how do you, how do you get everybody's, you know, bellies full? Like how, how do you feed everybody in that offense? You know, cause then on top of that, you have to think about Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson and, uh, you know, Kyron Williams at running back and, you know, how much they're going to have. And then on top of that, you have to think about Tyler Higby, Kendall Blanton, you know, Bryson Hopkins. And so there's a lot of mouths to feed. And I think the Rams, Ricky, are going to have a lot more possessions on offense this year uh, than they did last year because I think they are going to be on the field a lot more because I think the defense is going to create some more turnovers this year. I think this is going to be more of a predatory and uh, vulture-like defense. And I think that's really what the Rams wanted all along. That's what they had in mind. And so, you know, just thinking about that, um, I think for sure you're looking at the starters, the two starters, every down, you know, as long as they don't need a breather, it's going to be Cup and Robinson. And then, you know, Jefferson, you know, people are like, well, what about Jefferson? If they get OBJ, what about Jefferson? Like, you can't stunt this guy's growth, right? Um, Jefferson's going to be the third guy. Now, they might operate Cooper Cup out of the slot uh, when Jefferson's in there and have Jefferson on the outside with Robinson, but they are going to have, those are going to be their big three um, until OBJ, you know, if OBJ's back and until OBJ is healthy. Um, so I think the the target share, you can expect Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson to lead in that realm. But I think Jefferson is going to have a healthy share. I think Tyler Higby is going to have an interesting amount of targets, uh, as well as Blanton. I don't know about Hopkins. I think the running backs are going to be utilized a bit out of the backfield uh, as pass catchers. Um, you know, I really think they like the ability of Cam Akers as a receiver, as well as Daryl Henderson. And, uh, you know, with Kyron Williams being a former wide receiver in his own right, um, you know, I think they like that potential there. And then you have Tutu Atwell and Jacob Harris. And I know I mentioned Skronik as well, but, you know, Tutu Atwell, every single time I look at the, uh, you know, I look at Twitter or whatever, you know, he's making plays in camp. And so, you know, I think that's somebody that they're expecting good things out of. And if he ends up being the fourth receiver while OBJ is out, then, you know, so be it. And so I think really, Ricky, what you're going to see is it's going to be, you know, predominantly a Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson-led passing attack. Um, but you're going to see a lot of Van. And I think Tutu Atwell and the tight ends are going to get involved as well. Jacob Harris is the one player that I feel like has this, you know, crazy level of potential, but I just don't know if this is the year where we start to really see it. I think the injury is going to hold him back a little bit. Um, 
keep in mind, you know, coming into the NFL, he spent two years playing soccer. So he only had, or, or he had, he was playing soccer. He only spent two years playing football. So he's relatively raw, and I think, you know, that's something that could lead to him being a bigger contributor down the road. But maybe this year, if I'm choosing between him or the second rounder out of Louisville, I think I'm going to go with Atwell in that one. I hope that kind of answered your question. Yeah. Let me me tell you something you said to a casual fan. It was a shocker. Van Jefferson had was like 200 yards short from making a thousand yards last year. Yeah. I, I didn't know just watching the game and seeing him play. It wasn't like he was jumping off the screen like Cooper Cup or back when it was Robert Woods. He was like, mm. you could expect to see Van Jefferson at the first quarter and then like coming out of halftime. We were predictable after halftime throwing a deep ball to the end zone to Van Jefferson. So I, I didn't know he had close to 800 yards or 800 some. Wow. Yeah, it was, well, it was one of those things where, you know, Ricky, you, you look at, what he did last year and he didn't have a ton of receptions, right? But he made the most of them and he was actually top seven in the league in yards per reception. So the guy was incredibly explosive. And when you talk about big time plays and explosive plays, you know, he was huge for them in that regard. I think my only concern with him my only concern I've ever had with Van Jefferson was watching the Super Bowl. And, you know, this is the moment, you know, this is what moments are made of. And when, you know, Matthew Stafford throws, you know, that ball up in the air in the end zone, he's given Van Jefferson an opportunity to go and get that ball. And Jefferson did not do that. And so it got picked off. And, you know, we're talking now is like, okay, the the Rams are, you know, they're Super Bowl champions, right? But what if that wasn't the case? Then I think a lot of people would have gone back and looked like, you know, Van has to make that play because it gets picked off by the safety Jesse Bates and the Rams defense holds the Bengals from scoring on that drive. They go to halftime, they come out of the halftime break and that's when the momentum shifted. So, you know, that was a potential touchdown there. And at that point, the Rams really had a chance to really just take their foot and just place it right on the Bengals' throat. So I think that was one of those plays where you looked and you're like, all right, Van, I need to see you do that. And so I'm hoping he learned he's only in, you know, he's going into year three. Um, and I'm a big fan of his. But now that you, now that you mentioned that play, uh, I see it from your side of view, but in the moment watching it, it just it it made me click back to the Mike March era of it wasn't up but just a a punt right there at the end of the half. That's the way I seen it that interception. But now that you talk about it and you bring it up, I see your side of it. And yes, he should have went for the ball more. I can see it. it you know, was, and it wasn't was, really just that. Um, and this is more gearing towards Matthew Stafford, but I mean, all throughout the year, 
Matthew Stafford wanted to give these guys an opportunity, and he'd throw it up there, and you'd have like a Deshaun Jackson early out of the season. Just look at the thing. Like the ball is there, and he just is staring up at it and then go after it, and it gets picked off. And then what's the narrative? What are they saying on ESPN? Matthew Stafford has to cut down on those interceptions. But in reality, is it Stafford's fault when he's assuming that a grown man in the NFL is going to go up and actually make a play on the ball and do their job as a receiver? Is it his fault for having more confidence in the receiver than the receiver had in himself? You know what I'm saying? So it's uh, I saw that a lot last year, and I think that's why I know the Rams did. And I think that's, you know, it's not a surprise that they went out and they got, Van, uh, you know, Allen Robinson because he's somebody that is going to go up and win that ball 80 out of a, you know, 80 out of 100 times he's going to come away with it. That that bit is true. I couldn't stand that about Jared Goff. It, it, it was evident we wouldn't throw the ball deep. We would not throw it deep. 20, yard, 20 yards, you know, anything past that, oh, boy. It was, you know, don't throw it past 20 yards down the field, Jared. Keep it right here in this box. Anything over that, we'd automatically feel like it was coming back the other way if he would throw it down that far. Yeah. I'm happy Matthew Stafford will sit back there and fling it down the field that far because it it is 50-50 balls. And you're right, Deshaun Jackson didn't battle for it. I love OBJ. I want him back. But in what? The 49ers game? I think he let one go and he didn't didn't go for it or didn't have the opportunity to get up for it. That's one of them I I wish he would have battled for, but I do want OBJ back, so nothing bad, sir. <laughs> well, Ricky, I appreciate the assist there on the uh the segue into this question. That HD8, I have our friend Harold here, is asking, how confident are you in the Rams bringing back OBJ? Um, I would say I'm pretty confident. I think, you know, everybody that I've talked to that you know has knowledge within is just very, very obviously under the assumption that OBJ wants to remain in L.A. This is the first time in his career where he feels like he he is wanted. He has a legit home. The fans love him and appreciate him. He loves the system. He feels like he has a role. The coaching staff loves him. He loves the coaching staff. He loves the players. He just won a Super Bowl the only time in his career he's won that. I just don't – everything that I've been told, I just can't see him leaving. And then on the flip side of that with the Rams – I just can't see the Rams letting him go because if, if and keep this in mind, this is the main dynamic on what is not being talked about enough. It's not being talked about enough. If the Rams let OBJ go, what happens to OBJ? Because they could have all of the confidence and respect in Tutu Atwell to fill that void all they want. But, let me tell you something. If OBJ walked, he'd be going to Green Bay or Tampa or with his buddy in New Orleans, Jarvis Landry. 
And now that becomes a concern for the Rams because now the Green Bay Packers, on top of going out and getting Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, they're going to go out and they're going to get OBJ to, to be with Aaron Rodgers. That's a problem. And then, you know, if he doesn't go there, maybe Tampa. And now you're talking about him going with, you know, potentially, I mean, I think that would be the best receiver room on the block. You know, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, OBJ, and Russell Gage. Maybe Rob Gronkowski comes back. I mean, that would be nuts with Tom Brady. Or the Saints. With Now they have Jarvis Landry, and, you know, they got the kid out of Ohio State, and now here they are with OBJ. I don't feel like the Rams can afford to just let this guy get in the hands of a rival. I just don't think so. And who's to say that the Niners wouldn't be interested? Who's to say that the Cardinals wouldn't be interested with DeAndre Hopkins out for six weeks? Who's to say, you know, Seattle is interested? So you don't want him to go to a rival. You don't want him to go to a team that, you know, is one of the teams in the way for you to get to the Super Bowl. That's what I would say about that. Oh, OBJ situation, like, I wish they would hurry up and we, I wish we'd hurry up and go ahead, go ahead and sign him just to get that fear out of us that he's going to go somewhere else. But part of me is like, I understand they want to wait and wait and wait to, to pay him to go ahead and sign him. But as a fan, I, I, I do want him to hurry up and, and get that done. Yeah, it's it's so tough, you know. It's just if he didn't get hurt, he'd already be signed. But it's it's tough, man. You know, it it, it really is. And so, you know, the hope is that they'll get it done, and you know they'll get it done soon. But I can't imagine it being soon. I wouldn't be surprised if this goes into September. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Well, then, if if he wouldn't have got hurt, do you think we would have signed Allen Robinson? I think him getting hurt kind of changed everything, to be honest with you. Um, because, you know, I'm not 100% convinced that when when you look at, you know, OBJ getting hurt, I'm not 100% convinced that that didn't lead them to trading Robert Woods. You know, I think it kind of changed everything. Um, and, you know, maybe it didn't, but... I don't know. It, it a lot of things might have changed. I mean, think about this: if if you know Cooper Cup, like OBJ doesn't get hurt and Cooper Cup doesn't win Super Bowl MVP, does that take a little bit of the dollars off that contract that he just signed? Does he even sign the contract? Oh, it would have took some money off of it, but he would have signed. Cooper Cup is has no um, diva to him. He, like he said, he wasn't wanting to be the highest paid receiver. I think we made him the highest paid because of his, his, his work he's put in. Everything he achieved last year, we felt like, like, hey, here, you know, you did this. Let's show our appreciation to you. And we made him the highest paid for the moment. We got to say the moment because next year ain't that far away and the next receiver will get a top dollar, but. Uh, yeah, 
No, it's Cooper uh, Cup, Coop, we got lucky with Cooper Cup. Like Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald, we did get lucky, especially with Cooper Cup because he's not way he he's not money hungry. He just wants what is due. Aaron Donald, on the other hand, he I'm not saying he's money hungry, but he is money hungry. He wants to make sure he got paid for because what we just signed him to that contract. Um, two, three years ago. Yeah, it's the whole Donald thing. That was, uh, yeah, I, I had to kind of reserve my, you know, the way I said it. Cause I had a, a video. I think you probably saw on YouTube. I was getting hate for Cause I felt like here's my argument. I understand Donald can make that money. I understand he's deserving of that money, but at the same time, if Donald wants to win titles, that money just hinders their opportunity to go sign players to win titles, does it not? It, it does. I mean, it, it does, but the Rams ain't shown that it, it is. Like, I don't think his signing had anything to really do with Von Miller leaving. I think Von Miller left because of the money that Buffalo wanted to give him. Like, Buffalo paid him way more than what he should have got. That's my opinion. Well, what I'll say is that Von Miller leaving is how they were able to afford Allen Robinson. Like, they took Von Miller's money that they had allocated for Allen Robinson, and they basically gave all of that to our, that Von Miller's money allocated for Von Miller. They basically took it all and gave it to Allen Robinson. That that's essentially what happened. And that's facts. That that's true speaking right there. I I, I don't think like maybe he'll have the kind of year up in Buffalo, but it won't be as impactful if it would have with Aaron Donald right beside him. For some reason Buffalo's pass rush doesn't scare me as much as ours does. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's certainly interesting when you get into all the intricacies of, oh, well, this guy, <clears throat> they sign this guy, but don't sign this guy or so forth. I mean, it changes the whole thing. I mean, if you were to do a redo of the off season, you know, knowing what they've done, do the Rams <clears throat> end up with Von Miller instead? Does Von Miller go back and be like, you know what? Maybe Von Miller, like, and this is actually one thing. Maybe Von Miller, um, he might have actually come back. Like, maybe Von Miller thought that, you know, oh, AD's going to retire. Like, I got some, some news from AD that led me to believe he was going to retire, so I'm going to go to Buffalo. And then AD comes back, and now, you know, he's probably, like, if he felt that way, he's probably like, I can't believe what I've done. I don't know. It seems like, I'm not going to say he does, like, I don't have any knowledge of that being true, but it's certainly interesting, you know, when you think about it, the potential of that being, you know, if that was a thing, that would be, that'd be massive. Mm. You. You scared a lot of people saying that. 
saying Aaron Donald retire. I don't. Do, do you think Aaron Donald will retire as a Ram, but play one year in Pittsburgh? I don't see it. Um, if he was going to go to Pittsburgh, it would have been like this year. Like they would, he would have forced a trade. I, I just don't see it. Good, good. I, I want to see him just play straight Rams career. I, I know he wants to go home and play one. Well, I can understand why he wants to go home and play one year in Pittsburgh. Uh, he he breathes in Pittsburgh. Uh, everything works out there. Uh, Pittsburgh is really big in his life. But as a fan, I want him just to retire as a Ram. I'm with you there. I'm definitely with you there. Um, <clears throat> does anyone have any uh, questions before we wrap this thing up? I know it's a Sunday and people probably aren't going to stick around that long. and I'm probably going to get ready and prepare for some videos tomorrow because I want to queue up some content. But Hey, that sounds good to me. That gives me something to watch tomorrow night. <laughs> Yes, yes, exactly. But uh, I'll let you go and finish up your show, man. Well, hey, I, I appreciate you, Ricky, uh, stopping by. Um, H, oh, HD8. I see there are two questions here. Why does the media pick Tampa Bay and Green Bay to beat us out for number one in the NFC? Not really getting the respect we deserve after winning the Super Bowl. I could not agree more, and I have no idea. I mean... This is what I'll say. Um, before you go, Ricky, I'm sure you probably will agree with this. PFF does not have the Rams wide receiver core in the top five. They rank the wide receiver cores in the league. The Rams did not come in the top five. Now, Allen Robinson being slept on is just so obvious to me now. Because if you look at it, you know, the Rams having Allen Robinson – who, you know, had 1,500 yards, Blake Bortles. Uh, you know, Van Jefferson, who just had 800 yards in his second season. Cooper Cup just had 2,400 yards if you combine the postseason. If you don't think that's a top five wide receiver core, then you must not think that Allen Robinson is that good. And I've noticed the sheer shift I bring it up all the time. If anybody has ever watched basketball and they've watched college basketball and they remember if Andrew, like when Andrew Wiggins was coming out of high school, the way media has their teams picked, right? They just have this like favoritism towards a certain program or certain organization. This is the best example I can give about how I feel about Allen Robinson, the way he's being treated. Andrew Wiggins was being considered the next Kevin Durant, LeBron James coming out of uh, Canada, right? And it was between Duke, Florida State, UNC, Kansas, and Kentucky. And he picks Kansas. And I understand you know, Kansas is my team, so obviously I have a little bit of bias here, but try to understand what I'm saying. Oh. If he picked Duke, that still would have held up. All of the, the talk about Andrew Wiggins being the next LeBron, being the next, and I didn't agree with it then, but being the next Durant, being the next LeBron, 
Well, guess what? He chooses Kansas, and now those same analysts that were saying before he chose, the same analysts that are saying he was the next LeBron, he was the next Durant, they're saying he's a poor man, Scottie Pippen. Now, explain to me how he went from Kevin Durant and LeBron James to a poor man, Scottie Pippen, overnight without playing. You can't. So this is exactly what I'm making the comparison to in regards to Allen Robinson. Because, yep, like HDA is saying, if Allen Robinson went to the Packers or the Buccaneers, you'd still be hearing about it. It would be nonstop. But he went to the Rams. So the the person that's talking him up more than anybody is not a mainstream media member. It's freaking me. <laughs> So that is what's happened is that Allen Robinson goes to the Rams and we're just forgetting about that. We're covering it up. It's acting like it's not happening and we're setting ourselves up to be completely blown away. And that's what I think Allen Robinson's going to do in 2022. Oh, okay. Um, we, we're, we're hardly ever picked as having the number one offense or the number one team in NFL. Probably ever. What the last time was Mike Mike March, and then I think uh, Ryan Clark picked us to win the Super Bowl. Jared Goff and Ty Gurley. Um, the year we went there and lost. That's the last two times we was picked as favorites. Every every other year it's been Tom Brady and Green Bay. You, you, we don't don't look forward to them having us as the number one team in NFL ever. Oh yeah, no, I know, but I mean it's a real thing, you know. It's I mean there's clearly a bias against the Rams because, like you know, like HDA was just saying. I mean if if Allen Robinson was on the Bucks, if he was playing with Tom Brady, we would not hear the end of it. True. If Allen Robinson was playing with Aaron Rodgers, we would not hear the end of it. Allen Robinson's playing with Matthew Stafford, who this might be, you know, a hot take, but I would rather have Matthew Stafford over any quarterback in the league right now because guess who won the Lombardi last year? Matthew Stafford. Guess who tied the all-time amount in a postseason? Fourth-quarter comebacks. Matthew Stafford with three. He had three postseason comebacks that he won. That is tied for the all-time. In a single postseason, this this is facts. I I'd rather pick Matthew Stafford over all the quarterbacks out there. And the only one, except for it's like I look like I I always try to think of the future. Like if Matthew Stafford has got five years left, then I always try to look at it and say, well, who could possibly have a down year in the next three years? The word the fourth year. He would be down and be looking for a trade. So then, like, Matthew Stafford would be moving out. And I'll start looking at Patrick Mahomes and um, Josh Allen. Josh Allen's a big one. And I wonder, like, in three years, could we snag Could we snag Josh Allen and have another run just like we did with Matthew Stafford? Yes. I mean, I'll say this right now. If I could have any quarterback aside from Matthew Stafford, I'm picking Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen is the best quarterback in the National Football League. I just don't know because I have not seen 
if Josh Allen is Super Bowl winner capable. I've not seen him win a Super Bowl, so I can't tell you. So that's the only knock on Josh Allen. But did they win because or did they lose in the playoffs because of him? Absolutely not. So that, that that's true. Uh, only thing I can say is maybe Josh Allen could have like did like some kind of mad thing and not scored so quickly because Matt Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady's two quarterbacks and, and Matthew Stafford you can't leave all at any time left on the clock. I think did. I once saw – I want to say it was like 10 seconds left. I once saw Matthew Stafford go down the field with 10 seconds left with the Lions and win the game. That's crazy. I mean – that, That's Madden stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, he is he is like Madden. But um, Bills have to beat the Chiefs first before they become Super Bowl favorites, IMO. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I get that. I, I do think the Bills are a better team. Um, but I, I do understand that, but Hey guys, it's been a lot of fun. I appreciate you guys hopping on. Uh, we'll be back, uh, this upcoming week. We got MCU edge, uh, talking about Miss Marvel on Monday and, uh, we have Wednesday and Sunday, uh, Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday and Sunday next week. Um, and we'll be talking Rams edge. So again, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for your support and your participation. I appreciate it. Ricky, thank you as always. You guys take care, and I'll see you guys soon. All right, bud. We'll see.